0: Hey, and welcome to episode two of the Oris Training Podcast. My name is Steve Birch, and in this episode, I'm talking with Matt Medeiros. The reason I am talking with Matt today is the same reason that many, many people end up talking with Matt. He's just a really, really social guy. That's how he builds his businesses. That's his philosophy. And that's how he operates, by getting to know people, by being friendly, by reaching out to them. We published a WordPress plugin for the first time a few weeks ago, and it was called Publish Press. And Publish Press is a fork of a well-established older WordPress plugin called EditFlow that hasn't really been updated in a few years. And we were just trying to get the word out. We got a review on WP Tavern. We've known the, the writers of that site for many years, but we don't know too many other people in the WordPress plugin space. and. Suddenly, when I turned on Twitter one morning, Matt has created a great in-depth review of the plugin, posted it on YouTube, and he's given us some really good ideas and feedback for improving the plugin. I didn't ask him to do it. In fact, I've never talked with Matt before he posted that video. But afterwards, we got in a conversation which led to this podcast. And I think you'll find it fascinating to see how he builds his business, how he builds his brand simply by being a nice guy and helping people out. Cool. Welcome uh, to Matt Medeiros. Um Delighted to have you on the OS Training Podcast. Steve, it's a pleasure to be here. Uh, Matt, one of the reasons I wanted to talk with you is that you have a really interesting career in WordPress with fingers in lots of different pies. Uh, you do podcasting, you do YouTube, you do extend. Uh, plugins that we've used on our sites um you're i guess you're known for being matt right you um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> the uh yeah the the second most important matt in the wordpress space no i'm just kidding it's just a that's just a running joke between uh, myself and matt cromwell
0: <laughs> see who's second and who's third right <laughs> um some people are known for running a big WordCamp, camp or maybe for a plugin they sell or or for their business but I guess you've made uh, a career out of out of being Matt and um and knowing yeah, people and helping them. I, and- I, I I wish I
1: was actually known for my business and my products <laughs> but unfortunately it's just me but I'm, I'm I'll take it. I'll definitely take it.
0: Uh, so it it's been a bit of a winding journey. How did you actually get started in the WordPress space? That wasn't your first job, right?
1: No, no. So like sort of just uh, my lifelong career's growing up in the family business. Uh this goes back um, probably about seven or eight years now. But uh, my family, my grandfather started one of the first Mazda dealerships, Mazda, the car brand in the U.S., uh, probably mid-70s or something like that. And I have three brothers. Uh, my father has three brothers, so I have three uncles. And they all ran the dealerships t- uh, together for, you know, well over 40, 45 years, um, a locally owned family business. And I've, you know, naturally growing up in car sales and the car business, you know, I was just working there, working there since, you know, uh, well before it's even legal at the state level. <laughs> so I was probably working there starting at like 10 years old, just uh, doing some things around the dealership all the way to, you know, fast forward, uh, you know, running all of the internet car sales when the consumer internet came about. Um, but that, that sort of gives has given me a great foundation in terms of what it takes to run a business, uh, what it takes to customer service, uh, which is just a huge benefit, uh, to what it takes to create relationships with customers, uh, and ju- not just getting a deal done, but, you know, forging relationships for years is sort of always on the forefront of you know, pretty much everything I do, no matter what business it is uh, that I'm in. Um, And then, you know, going off to college, sort of fast forwarding everything, going off to college, studying uh, computer networking uh, was a degree program at a local uh, uh, community college that I had went to. I tried the whole standard bachelor degree, but I'm not that smart, Steve, so (laughs) that didn't work out for me. Uh, I had to shift gears a little bit, and I was really a hands-on learner. And, uh, there was a local, uh, community college, They taught computer networking. I was already doing computer networking. Um, you know, I was doing computer networking at the dealership. Um, uh, I was the only guy that knew how to do this kind of thing. And, uh, you know, just a little side note. I was all, I also had a job at circuit city, which is now a defunct, uh, electronic shop. Where I was selling computers, uh, when computers or when you were actually buying computers for like four to five thousand dollars, right? You know, it's yeah. like ex- super expensive computers for like four hundred with four hundred megahertz, right? <clears throat> so I was sort of learning all of this stuff on my own. Uh, you know, I was into Linux. I was into open source software. Uh, you know, back when they were selling books with CDs uh, that came with you know distribution flavors of Linux. And I said, Hey, look, this computer networking thing looks pretty cool at this, at this college. I'm going to go ahead and learn this stuff. And it had a hands-on program. And, uh, that landed me an internship at a local, uh, internet service provider. And, uh, I started out doing, you know, uh, tech support, just random, you know, whatever you're, whatever you're trying to learn in college. I just wanted to learn stuff. So I was just throw me in there, coach. I'll, I'll do whatever you want me to do. And I ended up working there for like seven years. And, um, I eventually became their product director, but over time, you know, I was the first one to bring in Linux shared hosting uh, when that was, you know, just coming about. I mean, we're talking, you know, maybe 15 years ago at this point, uh, you know, when cPanel was sort of just coming uh, onto the market and uh, I was sort of directing all of the cPanel installations and and, you know, selling that stuff to our clients because, again, back then everything was Windows-based hosting. This is all brand new at the time and we ended up acquiring uh, the parent company is called MegaNet. Uh they ended up acquiring a company called cape.com uh which is uh the Cape and Islands here in Massachusetts and it was an ISP out on the Cape and Islands. They had a Drupal uh development shop that was actually an extension of this company and when we brought them on we you know I was the only one that knew how to you know do things with open source software. Drupal uh WordPress wasn't even on the radar yet. And they said, Hey, Matt, uh, can you, and you've got a sales background. Can you manage this team, this team of, of Drupal developers? Because there's, you know, big projects in the pipeline, $30,000, $40,000 websites at the time. And, um, uh, so I, you know, suited up, took over that job as well and quickly found that Drupal was going to be quite a investment mentally and monetarily. And with these developers and the designer there at the time, I know I'm sort of rambling, so you can cut me off at any time. <laughs>
0: Well, I'm, uh, I'm curious how old you were by this point.
1: I, so I'm 36 right now. I was mid 20s.
0: Wow. Um, so, you, so you started at 10. You got the education in the car business. You got a kind of a sales education. You went to community college, got a tech education, worked at Circuit City, jumped into a kind of uh, broadband provider, got some, uh, got your feet wet with hosting. Um, and in the open source space as well. By the time you're 25, yes, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yep, uh, yeah, and and it, it sort of just all you know snowball from there. I, you know, befriended the the designer that worked at uh, at that company at the time, the company that we took over, and and he was just telling me, "Look, Matt, this Drupal thing, even I struggle with it as a designer. Uh, there's this other thing called WordPress that we should really look into." And I evaluated it. And I said, yeah, this is, good. this is a whole heck of a lot easier than Drupal, uh, five at the times yeah. what we were using, uh, and Drupal f- going four to five at the time. Uh, and I said, yeah, let's, let's put our eggs in the WordPress basket. And we made the conscious shift over to that. And, um, again, fast forward some years later, sort of leaving that company. Uh, there was a bit of, uh, some ownership turmoil there and, um, my father was just getting out of the dealership business. Uh, now you got to remember, this is this is three or four years before the finan the global financial crisis. We could kind of see the writing on the wall in terms of where General Motors was going. It was a General Motors dealership at the time. Uh, we could see General Motors sort of going, um, you know, down. <laughs> there's, there's no other way to put it. They went bankrupt, and we got out of the dealership. We sold the dealership a few years before they officially declared bankruptcy. And my, uh, my father was a photographer, is a photographer. And one day, just randomly, a customer of his, he took some photos of, of her jewelry and she said, Hey, I need somebody to do a website. And, uh, I was like, well, I, I could kind of do this thing on the side. Let's, let's try it out. And we did a website for her. And that was the start, (laughs) the unofficial start of our agency work. And then it just, we just started to go gung ho with that. I was getting out of that uh, ISP. And we built a team uh, around Slocum Studio and, uh, you know, haven't looked back since.
0: So is it, a, is it a family trait? You you sound like a go-getter, super entrepreneurial. Um, you, was your dad like that? The rest of your family were had similar characteristics?
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, it's sort of just in, in in our blood. I mean, I just remember stories of my grandfather who started the business before he started the car business he was his you know the first job that i was ever told was he was a shoe salesman and back then uh i don't even know what year this was but it was a door to door shoe salesman right so can you can you imagine that um and it was sort of just the the game of, of starting a business he went from shoes to selling tires uh, automobile tires and i just remember the stories uh being told of uh, Of my grandfather and and at that capacity of you know doing business deals between other you know auto repair shops and and how he sold tires uh, and that tires ultimately got him into owning car dealerships uh and you know well known and well respected in the community as well as my my father and my uncle's
0: so he started off selling shoes moved to tires, and then managed to create a a business that lasted forty years or more
1: forty fifty years yeah the the true definition of of entrepreneurship
0: yeah um so it's in the blood and you jumped into starting Slocum Studios. What That's kind great. of what kind of products were you doing? What kind of projects were you doing? Wow.
1: Uh, <laughs> like any great uh you know, freelancer or boutique agency, uh, we tried absolutely everything. Uh, you know, the one benefit was and one sort of uh it was a it was a positive and a negative. We were getting out of the car dealership. Uh, selling that business. So there was a little bit of money in the bank in terms of, you know, we weren't sort of, you know, like, uh, cash strapped We weren't working day jobs at the same time, that kind of thing. There was a little bit of cushion there, um, w- which led us to trying out a lot of things in the beginning. Instead of getting hyper focused, I mean, we were doing everything. We were doing like social media management, uh, photography, print design, business cards. I mean, the whole wheel of things. Um, in the beginning just to get a business going, which isn't a bad thing. I mean, I think a lot of people have to go through those paces to kind of learn their way through what they're really good at and and who they really connect with. Um, But we had a a, a nice sort of Rolodex uh, database of of local customers being in business for 50 years. We had a lot of local opportunity uh, and that, that also
0: helped. So you actually relied on some of the customers you knew from the car dealership days?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, a a lot of them were. It it was, uh, you know, restaurants uh, that had bought, you know, delivery vans from us, uh, real estate agents, uh, construction companies. I mean, you name it, a lot of uh, a lot of companies and businesses that have purchased cars from us in the past, lawyers, doctors. I mean, it was just, you know, that that whole connection helped uh, get the business off the ground.
0: So, is the company still really locally focused? Would you say the majority of your customers are still people in your local area?
1: Yeah, I mean, I would say that sixty percent of our of our services clientele is local, uh, and forty percent is uh, sort of just all over the country.
0: So you you've got uh, a YouTube channel, you've got a podcast, you've got um, some products. Is the majority of what you do? still focused on those customers, um, on the agency customers, or have you managed to branch out, uh, significantly yet?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's certainly a, a, a tough, uh, not to crack the, 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 balance of service and product, right? Uh, we, we do only have one team that, that does both and it's just splitting the time and finding those gaps and those opportunities to when we can invest in, in product, um, you know, for, for years, it was always been sort of just a byproduct the product that is right so we we'd, we'd built we'd build a website for a customer we'd say hey do you mind if we you know use this design as a theme uh yes or no and if they said yes we'd use this as a, one of our wordpress themes that you know we, we would put up on the market to sell and um that was sort of the way we ran with it conductor is a bit of a different animal where there's a, c- uh, a concentrated effort it definitely started uh it was born from client work uh it was a task that we were doing repetitively that customers were asking us to do and then we said look we're getting this question a lot we want to get into the plugin, the commercial plugin space so let's move in that direction with this product um I, I so, get, yeah, so yeah oh i guess
0: for people that don't know conductor is kind of a, a page builder
1: uh it's, it gets confused with page builders I've, I've actually changed the the branding a little bit we are really focused on um content blocks and displaying content uh post grids uh displaying custom post types custom fields um you know, Gravity Forms, Ninja Forms. Uh, it's a query builder that
0: allows you to display this stuff in blocks. Yeah, um, we've got a, a fairly big foot in the Drupal world where they have views. And That's we often get the question, is there something like views in Drupal? And I guess I often point people towards Conductor as a good example of it. That's that's great. <laughs> I appreciate that. And
1: and a lot of the uh, I am I'm the architect behind it, right? I'm the I'm the guy that sort of uh, you know blueprints this stuff out for Conductor. And a lot of a lot of the uh, use cases from my experience of using Drupal Views when you know we were using Drupal heavily back in the day, because I still hadn't found anything as easy as Views was back then in the WordPress world today.
0: Uh, so is Conductor your biggest success in terms of moving into the product space
1: no <laughs> so uh it has been one of the most difficult ones to uh, to break into the into the wordpress space if we're looking at it from just a uh a numbers game uh our themes are uh, much more successful than than conductor conductor is something of a right now anyway to put it in a sports uh, analogy, probably a, a single or a double, right? <laughs> Not a home run, but yeah. a single or a double. In uh, in this year um, has been a big turnaround for us. I think that um, changing the marketing. Uh, there's a whole thing uh, 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 of missteps that I made with Conductor in terms of marketing and branding, and actually much more messaging. Which I was able to sort of start to shape the uh, the new messaging earlier this year. And last month was our best sales month ever um, over the last two years. It was a crazy game when I first launched it. Like every other entrepreneur, like you'd launch these things and we did $5,000 worth of license sales in one day. And I, you know, I remember turning to my lead developer, Scott, uh, on the day that we launched, and I was like, we've, we've, we figured it out. Like this is it. We finally got it. Like this is our home run. Uh, you know, this launch day, we did 5,000 bucks. And then the, for the next 30 days, uh, we sold a total of $800. <laughs> so we were, and then I was like, wait a minute, what happened? Uh, this thing that I was ready to rock and roll with, um, seemed to just, uh, to flatline after that. And it's had its ups and downs over the last couple of years, but still breaking even and making us enough money to keep reinvesting in it. And I think it's just something that is, uh, really going to turn around now that page builders have become so popular and now that WordPress uh, is going to be uh, entering in their sort of their take on building blocks, I think it's finally going to come to a reality where people can see the differences and finally understand what 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 we mean by displaying content uh, in a views type fashion.
0: So it was it was almost a little bit too far ahead of its time. People hadn't quite caught up with the concepts that you're trying to introduce.
1: That's correct. Yeah. So everybody was sort of after the, the sort of bells and whistles of, of page building and, and the gooeyness, G U I ness of, uh, of drag and drop. And, uh, they were very, you know, th- that shiny object thing. A lot of people like that and, and, and well deserved and, and, in a, a much needed product for, for beginners. Um, but people who just want to display groups of content or a query, uh, in a grid or a post or a slide or that or a table, um, I think it's finally going to catch on.
0: So, is it fair to say that the WordPress product world is still almost brutally tough to break into? You need to get you need to get every aspect right, from the pricing to the marketing. Um, considerably more difficult, perhaps, than starting a an agency. Um, it yeah, I mean, a long process too. Several years, often, right.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, conductor alone is going uh, by the end by by around September this year will be three years old. Um, you know, our our themes, you know, you know, are are something that uh, are again have brought us in much more money uh, versus conductor over time, uh, but very hard to break into i mean if you look at themes just for example the the reviewer process on wordpress.org our last theme that we put in took us 8 months to finally get approved i mean that is a lifetime in terms of launching a product um in any business never mind never mind wordpress
0: and that's actually fairly quick for the approval process we did a theme yeah. last year took a year and 3 months i think
1: yeah i mean and, and so you know well uh, what that's like and yeah, competition is is hot. I I think competition is only going to get uh even more uh aggressive uh, in the WordPress world and uh you know, you're going to see some changes. You're going to you're going to see things that that I've experienced in in the car the car world um happening in in the WordPress uh either plugin or product space like like things that you normally see as a consumer uh, for instance, like if you were looking at a, a Cadillac versus a BMW, you'd go to Cadillac's website and you'd see a comparative chart to BMW and vice versa. Uh, you don't see that as often in the plugin space, but I think you're going to start to see it more now where people are going to say, all right, I guess I'll, I'll compare myself to that other form builder or I'll compare myself to that other e-commerce shop, uh, or page builder, you know? And I think you're going to start to see that direct comparison, which a, a lot of people shied away from because of the community factor over the last few years.
0: So your prediction is it's going to get even more competitive, a little more cutthroat given the amount of money involved, given the amount of investment people are making
1: yeah and and i think it I think it has to i think if i think if if product companies are thinking about their customer uh, and thinking about how their customer experiences their product uh businesses Are going to need to own the entire experience, and this is, you know, one of my uh, sort of, you know, not so far-fetched theories, I guess. But if you are a, I don't know, let's say you're a easy digital downloads, you're you're a Pippin Williamson, and you have all of these products, but all the time people say, "Hey, wouldn't it be great if my if I could sell my EDD product with a with a contact form?" Uh, And you started getting those requests over and over again. Well, he has the resources, he has the market share, he has the customers. Why not launch? A contact form right and and have it done your way and ex- have your customers experience your products and your ecosystem end to end right um yeah, far fetched theory. Of course, I, 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 highly doubt he would ever go after doing a contact form, but he most certainly could, right? He has the customer base. It, it, it could be another revenue channel. Uh, and I think we're going to start to see more of that. And, uh, I think the one player in the space would be Syed Balki. And I think you see that already because he has a contact form and he has a gallery plugin and he has an opt-in form, uh, pop-up, uh, uh, plugin. Uh, and I think you, and now SEO. And I think you're, you're going to see somebody like him starting to connect all those dots, uh, to create uh, a complete ecosystem that his customers can experience the way that he and his company sees the vision of WordPress. I think we'll see more companies do that.
0: Almost like creating their own little Envato or their own little um, bigger brand name with all sorts of different products underneath.
1: Absolutely. Hosting companies, another great example. The the way, let's say, GoDaddy is starting to onboard customers, uh, preset themes that they've built, preset plugins that they've built. They have their own contact form plugin. Uh, it it only make it makes sense for for a brand uh, to do that because it's just uh, it's keeping the customer uh, attached to their to their brand and their ecosystem. So I think it makes sense.
0: So themes are still big for you, but you sound far more bullish on the future of plugins as a business.
1: I do um, only because really it, the 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 difficulties of breaking into a marketplace, um, and I'll even label .org a marketplace. Um, just because it's easy but uh, just uh, again the, the eight months to, to a year and a half is 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 just crazy um, there's no real seller uh, there's no real seller uh, uh, features or data or anything for me to really help my business through .org and I have no ambition to go into the cutthroatness of, of a theme forest or anything like that uh, so I, you know i i don't see myself uh, you know continuing to invest in, in in niche themes right now in the in the next year
0: so um going back to the almost looping back to the beginning um i mentioned you were known for being almost remarkably social and um an excellent networker is that your approach to growing uh to growing conductor and to growing what you do you have a youtube channel you've got a podcast, um, you, you're doing all sorts of things to not even necessarily to get your products out there, but you're, you're hyper social. Is that the approach you prefer to take rather than going all cutthroat on ThemeForest or on the uh, .org directory?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I think it's important for people to play into their, uh, strengths and know where their weaknesses lie. And, I mean, I, I am fascinated by people who can, uh, you know, make these Facebook ads that, uh, convert at 37 cents a click and they're, you know, they drive thousands of dollars of revenue to their products, uh, or they do Q and, uh, excuse me, they do A-B testing on their website to, you know, ridiculous amounts of degrees. I, I just can't sit down to do that and I'm much more of organic uh, and it's a way to qualify customers as well. Um, I think especially on the service side of my business, uh, when folks say, well, why should we hire you versus this other boutique agency or this big agency? Um, I can point to my social proof of my YouTube channel, my podcast, and I can say, look, everything I talk about is out there. The way I operate my business, it's all out there. Uh, you, if If you don't like how I talk, (laughs) if you don't like how I look or how I represent myself, um, then you might not want to do business with me. Uh, And I'd rather just do it that way than have to do the hard sell and the hard convince, uh, you know, through, you know, smoke and mirrors.
0: You almost um, seem evangelical about this approach. I've seen you uh, tweet or post quite a few times. Why aren't you taking a social approach to your business too? Why are you stuck behind the desk trying to um, trying to do minor little code improvements. Why aren't you getting out there and meeting people, getting better known, uh, putting yourself out there? It's n- not just the meeting people itself, but the whole approach you seem passionate about about being social. You know, it's business. Going back to again, my my
1: grandfather, my father before him. I mean, or my father after him. He, we had employees that worked for us all their their entire life. They knew nothing other than working at our dealership, literally, uh, until they retired. Um, starting out with my grandfather and, you know, ending when we sold the business 30, 40 years of a career at one family owned business. We had customers that had bought cars from us. Same thing. Uh, they, they bought a car from us when they were 20. Uh, they bought their kids cars when their kids turned 20. I mean, decades. Uh, and for me, it's much more about the whole long game, right? <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't, want to channel my inner gary vaynerchuk for folks who know him because you can kind of get burnt out on his on his storyline but it's very much the same sort of passion like it's not about the short game it's about the long game for me and um keeping top of uh top of mind of people right i mean when i do local uh seminar, not seminars, but like if uh, the Rotarian group or a chamber brings me in to talk to people about social media or about podcasting, which I do a lot of now in the local, the local scene, people are literally falling asleep at the table. You know, people who are real estate agents and ins- insurance agents, and they all look at it like, "Oh, this isn't for me. This isn't for me." It's 2017, people. How do you think people are making their purchasing decisions? Uh, there—it's either on Facebook or it's—it's it's on YouTube or it's on a Google search or a blog post. Like, yeah, there's a lot of referral business still out there, but things are changing. Uh, and if somebody. Locally, especially local businesses. If somebody connects with a with a local person who's got a, a, a brand and, and they stay connected, I mean, people are going to lose out on all of those deals. Some people just aren't 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 really in it to win. They're just more nine to five, I guess.
0: I, I don't know. <laughs> so I guess that leads to a logical final question: um, If people want to connect with you and see see you in action, seeing you put this social approach into action, where would they find you? Podcast on YouTube channel? Where are you putting your energy into these days?
1: Yeah, I mean, everything I do. Uh, my products, my service, services agency and my YouTube links. You can find them all at craftedbymat.com. It's crafted like craft beer, craftedbymat.com. Uh, all of my links are there. Uh, the YouTube channels, um, I have one about WordPress, uh, like tutorials where we're, we're talking about different plugins. Uh, and then I have the business podcast, the Matt Report, uh, at MattReport.com. And, uh, yeah, that website has everything there. So people can spend some time clicking through those.
0: Wonderful. I'll, I'll drop a link in the show notes. And I really appreciate talking with you today, Matt. Steve, it's been a pleasure. Thanks a lot. Thank you.